we would just drive by and act like we were in the neighborhood and we would just drive real slope across our house. That's right. Hey. House, and look in the window, hoping, you know, acting like we just, we just strolling by. Yeah. So we were mildly stalking, but we didn't know, we didn't call it that back then. Well, you, you would know what stalking is like. So. Oh, yes, I would know, honey. Yeah. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. And I need to hear you say it. Say valuable. Valuable. Information. Applied. Equal success. Equal success. And that wonderful, melodic, delicious voice that you heard on the other end is my queen of queens, Diana Acosta Bacon. Hey, babe. <laughs> I said it right. Ah, put that little flavor up, up in there. Mm-hmm. I ain't had my baby on in a little bit. We need know, to get this thing going. So, what we're we going to be talking about today, she says that. She says that. Knowing that, hey, she's always invited. We're going to be talking about, since this is the wonderful months that people usually get married during these wedding months, you know, the June, July, August, we're going to talk about marriage. And what we're going to be talking about today is the three stages of marriage. And what are those wonderful areas there, darling? Well, as we can all relate to, the enchantment stage is our first stage where oh. you see somebody from across the meadow and it makes you want to prance across picking flowers mm-hmm. and singing the hills are alive That's y- Ooh, uh, with a speckle in your eye. I come to the hills. Y'all pray for us. We need <laughs> <laughs> so enchantment is when you're just on cloud nine. That's right, you are, girl. If, if, like he's just perfect. Yeah. You know she's a she's a coke bottle. Oh yeah. Twenty-four, mm. thirty-two, what you twenty-four, thirty-six, twenty-four, thirty-six. Yeah, ah, I what a woman have. Kind of, I did a reverse Barbie. <laughs> I did oh, a reverse Barbie. Poor girl. Poor girl. Shit. <laughs> She had no booty and she had no... <laughs> anyway, we move on. But yeah, that when you're completely, absolutely infatuated, like you can't find nothing wrong. Like, baby, you go ahead and be an open mouth breather. You're so cute. That's right. Hey, what's your mouth? <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> like, you don't even care if they eat with, the ra- with their mouth open, the food's That's falling a. out. You're just, they're so cute. You're enamored, okay? You're, they're just so cute. This you're just is so that wonderful stage, okay? And you're so charmed. Come on, come on. You're so charmed that you overlook those things because you think to yourself, could this be the one? Forever. 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 You're captivated. You're thrilled. You Come are on. in ecstasy. You are so preoccupied, and you just think about them hey, twice yeah. a day, and Charmed. that is okay. day Come and on. night. Mm-hmm. Charmed life. Come on now. Well, you can't get over like everyone has hit this phase. So back in the day, before social media, before. Um, Snapchat where we can see where people are if they choose yeah, to yeah, like share yeah. their location mm-hmm. with us before all the before this uh, 360 before uh, 
TikTok, before all these things all where these, you can have mm-hmm. a location on you? Yeah. We would just drive by and act like we were in the neighborhood and we would just drive real slope across our house. That's right. Hey. House and look in the window hoping, you know, acting like we just, we just strolling by. Yeah. So we were mildly stalking, but we didn't know, we didn't call it that back then. Well, you, you would know what stalking is like. So. Oh, yes, I would know, honey. Yeah. He says with a creepy voice. Because I was thrilled to see my baby. He says with a creepy voice because he yeah. totally, totally is like enamored. Pro. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. How did you think we met? I stalked yeah, her. Yeah. Come I didn't on, even know he existed. He had me my name in a journal this creepy Yes. Months before he even spoke That's to right. Because I was, I was, hey, I had creepy. my teen, uh, teen idol, what you call it. I was just like enamored with her. Okay. I thought like, my God, if I could have her, life would be perfecto. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, when those, you see those, those, uh, like, crime on your side tv show <laughs> where there's a guy down in the basement and he's like got a got like this big plaster he's got pictures oh. and like little pieces of yarn clipped like where this person <laughs> yeah that's what john Mc- i wasn't quite that bad <laughs> almost 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. okay oh yes yes yeah so yeah i think we all have experienced the enchantment stage yes we have yes yes right yes. where where even if we haven't met, we already have an idea of what that person might look like, mm-hmm. or at least what mm-hmm. we want them, want them to look like. Yeah, I know when I prayed be. for you, I swear I prayed you into existence. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. probably vice versa. Like, we believed before we'd even existed. Yeah. We have a, a set plan, and then we start either raising or lowering the bar. It's up to us, mm-hmm. right? That, yeah, yeah. Depending on the open mouth breathing or not, that, you know. <laughs> creeper. <laughs> and then the second stage goes into disenchantment oh. because now you realize he he's an open mouth breather all the time like all, all the time, the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stinky like, shoes mm-hmm. like you're hurt they, they, he says things you don't agree with and you start getting your feelings hurt real bad and and you start getting irritated and just annoyed and maybe they he, he doesn't invite you to things that he's having with his friends and you wonder you start ruminating and making things up in your own mind that mm-hmm. why it could be you just go through the stages of disenchantment yes right uh things that you feel bitter or you're uncomfortable with each other or you're irritated with the little nuances of the person that you start recognizing yeah after you get past the enchanted stage, stage. Mm-hmm. where you're not skipping so much as stomping your feet and slamming cabinets and mm-hmm. rage cleaning. Uh, I've been guilty of rage cleaning um, in my days for sure. Yes, yes earlier days yes. more than now. Yes, uh, where you know I didn't mean to slam it. What it mm-hmm. needs to be closed. Right? Yeah, because I'm leaving cabinets open. <laughs> yeah, that's my trademark. Uh, let me know I've been somewhere. Yeah. I always <laughs> knew where John Bacon was in the house because the trail of open drawers and open cabinets followed him. Mm-hmm. I would just have to follow the trail of open doors, open cabinets, open drawers, and there he would be at the yes, end of it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Usually with a snack. <laughs> Usually. But yeah, the encha- this enchanted stage is where we're just, uh, now all we see are the, the flags, the signs, mm-hmm. and we start to wonder, can I fix them or yeah. can i deal with this or will it change or if they care about me it'll change mm-hmm. and maybe we become disenchanted because we realize um am i expecting too much and yeah. you know we want everyone else to be perfect but we don't 
kind of look at ourselves and say, well, yes, maybe yeah. there's something I'm doing that's kind of annoying and frustrating and irritating as well. Yeah. But ideally, we get through these stages in an honorable way. Yes. Not only just for ourselves, but for each other. Because mm-hmm. initially, we have to remember that we were enchanted. They are yeah. charming, and we do want them in our life. And maybe some of these things are where some compromise comes in, and this is where some maturity comes into yes, the uh, relationship, right? We, And this really goes with every relationship, even when I know um, friendships, right? Yeah. Even with friendships, you think, you know, oh, wow, this can be my friend. Like, we're going to go do this stuff. And maybe you don't like to do the same things all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you live across town. My best friend lives in a different state altogether. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right we on. never barely talk. But it's one of those things that maturity changes, changes yeah. the way you look at things, right? So now we have to look at it with our feet on the ground and realize, do I want this person in my life? And how do you see this relationship rather than just how do I see this yeah. relationship? And understanding that, you know, that there we need each other, you know, in order for this relationship to flourish. You know, it won't just happen overnight. Uh, and to know that they really do complete you. There are some things that, you know, I, I am I'm strong in. That my wife might not be so strong in, but there's some things that she's extremely strong in, and I have no clue on how to do or what to do in those situations. So it's 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 made it such a, a beautiful marriage to know that we know each other's strengths and and to know that yeah, uh, I can't look down on you because uh, she she knows that I'm not a, a fixer upper. So uh, mm. to know that my baby has that gift and loves to fix things around the house, she doesn't look down on me because uh, as a man, because I don't fix and fix and fix and do all those wonderful things. So that's where you do come in maturity of like, guess what? She likes to do those things more than I do. So you have to know that, you know what? I need her in these situations and so many other ones. Yeah. And you find ways to encourage one another in mm. what your gifts are and in maturity, Ideally, in any relationship, we start to understand and maybe study and know like the love languages, what mm-hmm. are our fighting languages, what are our anger yeah. language is, because we're all a little different. And um, the reality is the thing as we grow up and we see either one of the parents or whoever our caregiver is raising us and maybe we don't like the way that they deal with anger or frustration or sadness or disappointment and they react in a way that we don't necessarily agree upon and we say man when i get older i'm never going to be like that i I hate when they act like this i hate when this happens or you walk on eggshells and we've all been there and then you grow up and you start realizing when you're disappointed you respond maybe the same way Mm -hmm. and um, only in reflection and with not only self-compassion but compassion with those that you that you are with i mean it takes time to like slow down like pay attention to to how am i reacting i know i remember when before we got married we had a lot of talks mm-hmm. we had uh workbooks that we worked through we we did a lot of um kind of marriage counseling because yeah. we were blending two families we both had been divorced before uh we come from two you know 10 years yeah um each marriage and children and it was uh, a very intentional every step had to be intentional and as as intentional as we could have been you know there's a lot of emotions involved there's a lot of other factors that you have to be aware of and be sensitive to and we tried our best and i'm sure we failed i know i failed a hundred thousand times but but, um in maturity we ideally try to reflect back and say 
how did my mother respond and how do I want to be different? Yeah. How did my father react and how do I want to be different? And ideally incorporate that, recognize that in yourself and not just allow your feelings to blow up or decompress or uh, either you implode or explode, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people and neither is right or wrong, but just recognizing what is the healthiest for your relationship. Yeah. And understanding that, you know, uh, we being who we are, uh, see things one way, but it's also asking, you know, your significant other, you know, how do you see it? You know, because they'll have a different objective. They'll have a different perspective on the, the issue that's at hand. And the, the way you both see it together can be a, a beautiful uh, marriage on how to see who has the best options in that particular uh conflict and guess what go with the best options not about me being right all the time and her being wrong or vice versa it's about who has the best answer to this conflict that we're in and to deal with and to uh act accordingly to who has the best uh viewpoint when it comes to that and who's uh who sees it uh more clearly and and what's the best option for both of us yeah and maybe neither option works neither option might not be the best especially when you know you're bringing children into the situation or when it comes to health like there might not be a perfect situation a perfect Mm -hmm. answer for whatever it is we're dealing with but that's where our maturity comes in and Mm -hmm. ideally we don't allow our feelings to control yeah um, or lead us but to recognize them as flags to say hey 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 there's a flag waving you're upset about this or this is a trigger for you so i'm responsible for my triggers not you now granted if i have told you and i know i i try to tell you all my triggers in the beginning of our marriage and vice versa these things are just something that i'm still dealing Mm -hmm. with i'm still triggers are just flags letting us know what we haven't healed from yet that's really what our triggers are and we get so angry at people and they say they push our buttons be like well why are they so easy why are you so easily offended? Why are you yeah. so easily moved? Recognize yourself in this. You have full control. Yes, you, you have autonomy of your own body and how you respond and how you react and the words that you use are your choice. Yeah. So I'm not saying that we're, we're going to be, we have to be perfect or not be in a relationship. It's just, it's work. It's, it's work and it has to be intentional to say, I, ha- I have to choose to be compassionate towards myself to say my feelings are valid and they do matter, but it's not okay to lash out at another person because, again, we go back to being a young person, remembering what it felt like as a young person to be in a room. And we've all heard those silly laughs and jokes that people say, you know, whoever mom or dad rules the house, how's, how's everything going? Well, it depends how they come home. Yeah. If they're in a bad mood and everyone's on eggshells. If they're in a good mood, everything's great. But it doesn't have to be like that. Right. You know, ideally we reach a, a level in our life where we reflect back and say, what works for our family, for us as a whole unit? What's the best What's the best for us? And it's not about, like you said, it's not about being right or wrong. It's not a win or lose. Right. It's what's what's going to give us a healthier relationship. And yeah. is if this, we're arguing over where we're going to eat dinner, it doesn't matter. Right. I still highly uh encourage people just put a whole bunch let everyone in the family put a whole bunch of ideas in a big jar mm-hmm. and whenever it's date night whether it's family night whatever just pull randomly one thing out of the jar so yeah. nobody gets upset it could be conversation starters it can be what we're going to eat for dinner it could be where we're going to go for the for for a day it can it could be anything yeah but it's something that it's going to be part of what somebody in that group wants to do yeah and knowing that it's what Let's let's work this out. Let's not, you know, 
uh, withdrawal, you know, because that is a coping skill that, that, that people have. Uh, we need to sometimes just yield, you know, just slow down. Let's compromise on this situation that we're in. Uh, and, and what we're trying to do is have a win-win situation regardless of uh, what's going on to make sure that we resolve this conflict that we're in and not just to carry this stuff over and over again. So it is how can we work this out? Uh, how can we help each other through this? You know, because we definitely always want to be in a situation where we're always helping each other become the best that we can possibly be. It's not a uh, she wins, I win, but it's a it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. So our job is to help each other and to encourage one another as we strive to be whole. Yeah, and let's talk about real quick about the five anger languages because we all have our responses of how we react when we're angry and angry is just Mm -hmm. another way of pitching a little fit as a kid because we didn't get our way right Mm -hmm. so first recognize what's making you so angry because a lot of the times it's not the one thing it's usually a combination it's layers of things that have gotten you to a point where you're done Mm -hmm. right so let's try and prevent that frustration of i'm done i'm checked out so um we'll talk about the five anger languages and the first one is righteous and i think all of us have dealt with somebody whose anger language is righteous maybe you're the one who's the anger mm-hmm. um, language is righteous which what that means is i'm right you're wrong so that's just completely driven by your ego so it's easily to escalate <clears throat> excuse me this easily escalates us to the point of like all the past all the things that we bring up, all the notes that we've taken of the, of the, of the last things that we did wrong, and we throw everything into the mix. It's, it's like all of it, all of it. You're right. I mean, I'm right. You're wrong. And it's just righteousness. And this is where we'll go to bat. We'll, we'll go to war mm-hmm. over this mm-hmm. because that's your fighting language. Yeah. Immaturity. It is. It's, a, it's very immature because yeah. you're not being kind. We're not being compassionate. And if you really care about this person, you want to always remember what's the healthiest thing for me to do. You yeah. want to guard their heart yeah. and guard your own heart. So righteous is never a healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And again, it usually never is the issue. Yeah, It's always layers and layers of things. Uh, the second anger language is indignation. Mm-hmm. Now I know we've been here. We've been here. A lot of people who've been cheated on, a lot of people who yes. have been done wrong, who have been done wrong to a lot of people who have been lied to you just get to a point where you just say how could you you just don't understand it and it's often like a really deep hurt yeah definitely like how could you do this to me Mm -hmm. i thought you cared about low of lows yeah like we've all been there right the and the underlying message is that the victim didn't deserve it right Whatever happened, I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You didn't deserve it. And then we try and figure out what's wrong with us. And it's usually never about the victim. Right. Who it was done to. So it's indignation. Right. Um, the third one is retribution. We've all heard this one. A lot of people uh, who... who um, angry people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Retribution. Oh, you'll payback. pay for that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't forgive and I don't forget. Or we can go biblical and say, an eye for an eye. Oh. An eye for an eye. That's 
it's never the answer. It's not the answer either. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're both blind. Now what? Like, mm, yeah. Again, we forgot. Are you talking about a person that you loved? Remember, you're enchanted. Yeah. Remember, remember, the, the we went through the enchantment that you phase. Ought to be thankful for, you know. Went through, we went through this enchantment phase, mm-hmm. and even when we went through the disenchantment phase, and we found little things and little quirks that we weren't so happy about. I guarantee there's a list of things that we personally do that we're not even so happy about with That's ourselves. That's right, with that ourselves. We're, that we're trying to deal with, right? Come on. And then that last one is um, justification. Boy, you had it coming. Mm-hmm. You should have known better. Yeah. Well, if you didn't do this, and I wouldn't. Well, you made me. We hear this all the time. You made me do made this. Me. You made me mm-hmm. mad. You may as well. You blame me all the time. I might as well just go and do it. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yes, indeed. And anytime we're supposed to be in a relationship, we're supposed to be encouraging, uplifting. Uh, relationship of maturity is for us to be thankful uh, and to be free in the relationship, but to always be walking around angry and and uh, just mad at each other. This uh, disenchanted, just disillusioned, disenchanted, disappointed, yeah. disappointed depressed, yeah. that just done. Yeah. You get to the point where you're just you're just kind of like checked out, yeah. And that's not a healthy place to be in any relationship. Um, and that one, that that last one, I already forgot what I said. Justification. Mm-hmm. It's like we hold the other person responsible for our yeah. behavior or um, lack of even knowledge of something, maybe. And let's try and go back to what enchanted us in the Ooh, first place. Come on, babe. Come on. And we forget to go back. We stay in the disenchanted and we move into maturity, but then we go back into disenchantment and and we forget to cherish the very thing mm-hmm. that we claim to love. Yeah. And love doesn't change. Maybe you get to the point where you love someone so much that you say, this isn't working and I love you so much mm-hmm. that you and I both deserve to be happy. Come and on, this right. isn't at a yeah. place where we are right now. Whether that be in friendship or whether that be in a... In a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. it's getting to the point of maturity to, to be honest with yourself yeah. and with the other person to be able to have those really difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. But to recognize, am I in the enchanted stage? Am I, if you are, that's great. Mm-hmm. But recognize you're going to get to the next stage of disenchantment at some point. Yeah, buddy. There's going to be that, that, that point yes. comes up and usually it comes up when you're eating some food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hearing all the noises coming from the other person. Mm-hmm. And then you get to ideally maturity, maturity level, but let's try and reflect back. Yeah. Like, okay, um, what's the best way I can honor this relationship? Yeah. Want to get back to being comfortable in a relationship where we talk about everything to get back to being friends again. Cause sometimes you can get away from that if you're not careful and you want to make sure that guess what? We're still friends first and foremost, you know, and that's where we sometimes get caught up of, we then lost the friendship and which is the things that drew us closer together in the first place, not just being enamored, but uh, uh, really appreciating what each other brings to the table. I think this is a phenomenal point. Yeah, I, I always found it really sad and really just striking to me how people can be in a friendship, yeah. right? And we can be friends and we can be friends like you would just, you know, you, you were just talking with Kelvin a while ago mm-hmm. and we could be in a friendship and that person can go and they cheated on their spouse or they stole money from their boss or they go and they wrecked their friend's car they borrowed or they borrowed $2,000 and never paid it back. And you're like, dude, 
what the hell? Right. Like, dude, don't do that. What What is wrong with you? you? Bro, that was wrong. That was wrong. You messed up. Let's pray. I love you. Come on, man. Come on, let's get it together. Let, yeah. What do we need to get you back on track? What do we need to do to get you back on track? Like, we're in there with them. We're in there. We're willing to fight with them. We're willing to fight for them. We're willing to encourage them. But the minute we're in a monogamous relationship and one of them upsets the other one, we're ready to deuce. I'm divorcing you. I'm out. Right. Like, what happened yeah. to... I love you. I care for you. Mm. You really mess this up. Yeah. How can we restore this? How can we get back to a place where you're healthy? How can we do that? And not everything is possible. I get that. But part of it is, hey, that just didn't happen. It, yeah. It, it's been happening. Mm-hmm. Kill the ego, kill the pride, and really discover what, what is the issue yeah, that, like, that leaves us in a disenchanted state. Not just we went there for a little while because, you know, we're human beings, so that's going to happen. But to stay disenchanted, what is that thing that's stopping Keeping us from you bitter? Yeah, yeah, and being and growing in the relationship yeah. and, and knowing that guess what we got in this thing together and we should be staying together to yeah. to live our best life. People feel trapped in relationships, and yeah. to have the courage to speak to the other person, say, "Hey, you know, ideally, and if you honestly can't go and talk to your loved one and say, I feel trapped in this relationship, I'm not happy, or yeah. I'm upset, this really." upsets me when you do this or how can you know when this when when that happens it's not that you're doing it but it upsets me so much can we talk about this if they're not approachable yeah if they're not willing to even have a discussion with you that's a problem yeah and you got to be careful on your own part because you know i know this is something that was really hard for me for a long time to be able to articulate your words of why you're unhappy and why you're disenchanted in the relationship because you can just be frustrated and be mad but if you can't articulate and explain uh, to somebody why you feel the way you do, you know, because uh, me being a former uh, anger, uh, <laughs> angry person, uh, knowing that that was usually one of the hardest things for me to do. And what uh, had to help fix my anger was the being able to articulate that I'm not happy in this relationship. And this is the reason why it's not because. I don't feel good. It's not making me have that fuzzy feeling anymore. But to be able to articulate exactly what it is that's stopping me from being able to be uh, fully immersed in this relationship that we're in. Yeah. And even just saying that, right, even being able to say, I don't know what. But a lot of people get so angry and frustrated. And that's part of learning how the other person processes their anger. When you understand how they're Mm -hmm. processing it, it gives us grace to hold space for them. Yeah. So if you're a fleer or a runner because you're so overwhelmed, you don't have words, you can't force that person to talk to you because then words are going to come out that they didn't want to say in the first place because now they're feeling trapped. Yeah. So learning how to hold space for each other and ho- having grace for each other, but having those conversations before you say I do is pivotal. It's so important, especially when there's children that are involved because yeah. you're teaching them b- you're teaching them how to resolve conflict. You're teaching them how to speak to each other. You're teaching them with your actions, not with your words. You're teaching them with your actions, your energy that comes into the room and how you're carrying yourself and how you speak of the other person. Yeah. Holds volumes. Yeah, speaks volumes. That's speaks it. Volumes. There's a lot that's entailed in relationships, and I think we don't talk about it enough. So it is getting from that being ooh, ah, enchanted getting past the disenchanted and we don't see the things that we want to be to getting to the point where it's mature 
Yeah. And that is, guess what? This is how we ride this thing out. Yeah, and it's not about age, right? Yeah, come don't, on, right. don't assume maturity means when I'm over 50 or right. now, it, you, you, you can have these these pivotal key conversations when you're 20. Yeah. You can have these conversations. It's just choosing to have a healthy conversation, yeah. to have a healthy relationship is the most important thing. Not about right and wrong. It's your ego, kill my ego. And let's say, what's going to work for us? What works best? And how can I have you feel your best and vice versa. Yeah. Being intentional yeah. about having a mature relationship, man, that's where we need to be at. Yeah. And well, remember to be kind and compassionate and mm, loving. Yeah. If you love this person, truly love this person, then you should want the best for them. Yeah, you got that right. And that's for each other. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for this wonderful episode between me and the queen. Uh, I'm so grateful for my baby, and I'm grateful that she still puts up with me, and she's you know, so much still enchanted with me. <laughs> my baby. I, I love, love you, you so much, baby. Uh, you guys, we love you, and we are so thankful for you. This is another segment of Making Bits. God bless. All right, what's up, family? It's your boy, John Bacon, from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a a few different principles. So some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife, this is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. So you can pick that up on Amazon, also on audiobook. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries and I'm super grateful but I'm still grieving the process of healing and this is part of the process in this book you have devotionals you have prayers and you have some ponderings and in between these pages there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own or maybe you want to write something in these books this is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together and you guys can just head over to kingdom servants first kingdom servants the number one st.com and you can purchase all three of these books thank you for your support your love and your contributions god bless